Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer in Ice District Rogers Place, where tomorrow, doubleheader here. Brandon Weekings against the Edmonton Oil Kings at 2 o'clock and then 8 o'clock, not just on 630 Chad, but also on NHL Hockey on Rogers and Hockey Night in Canada, the Edmonton Oilers and the Ottawa Senators. In the next hour of this show, courtesy of Mid City Construction from NHL Hockey on Rogers, Elliot Friedman, and at 135 today, the general manager of the Ottawa Senators, Pierre Dorian. Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We're going to uh, head straight off to our River Cree Resort Casino hotline, the River Cree Resort Casino excitement. Bet on it. And we're pleased to be joined for Mid-City Construction. Mid-City Construction Management, providing you with the highest quality and most cost-effective solutions in the safest way possible. Visit mid-city, uh, mid-city.ca. Well, he's not Motor City, Smitty. That was Brad Smith back in the day for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, I think Elliot was probably, uh, yeah, he might have been in high school when Motor City Smitty was playing for the Leafs, just before his uh, lengthy career at uh, Western Ontario. We welcome back to the show Elliot Friedman. Hello, Elliot. How you doing? Good, Bob. That is true. I was in high school where uh, when Brad Smith played for Toronto, and I was in the last row of Maple Leaf Gardens when he scored one of his biggest playoff goals, which I think helped knock the St. Louis Blues out of the 1987 playoffs. So that's the that's the uh, one of the things I remember about Smitty. But I was in high school. I was 17 or 18 years old. You're right. Now he was pro scouting a few years ago for Colorado. He could take a punch because I know that Kevin McClellan, who was uh, Kevin Lowe will tell you, pound for pound might have been the toughest oiler back in those days. Uh, vicious yep. left-handed fighter. And uh, Motor City Smitty just stood there and traded him. And it was a punch-in-the-face contest to be admired. We don't see a lot of those anymore in the NHL, but uh, absolutely. All right, Elliot. Well, look, I'm, I gotta, sure, I gotta, I'm sure the listeners would love to see some punch-in-the-face contests among the media. No question. Yeah, between Spectre and myself? Uh, yes, he was just on. <laughs> I, I can tell you how that would go. <laughs> Because I know how oh, it went man. on the ice back in the day. This, uh, this sounds like a Twitter poll. Who wins a punch-in-the-face contest? Spectre? Stoffer? Have at it, people. Uh, Brendan, you might as well throw that out there right now. Elliot Friedman's <laughs> idea. Put it, it out there I'm in the uh, yep. Oilers Now account. I, I, I think uh, most people would say option C. Hopefully they both get hurt in the punch-in-the-face contest. So please make it happen. Elliot, I received uh, multiple texts today. 
okay. based, uh, based upon, and maybe you could explain what you have going on on a daily basis with Jeff Merrick. Oh, well, um, you know, I, uh, uh, well, basically with Merrick, we go on at uh, 10 o'clock your time. It's, it's just afternoon, our time, right? where we, Merrick has a, has his radio show, which is on and on a Sportsnet station here in Toronto. And it's also on in Calgary and Vancouver. And I go on every day at, uh, at 10 five your time for about 20, 25 minutes. But also I think what you're referring to today, Bob, is the podcast because, yes. uh, the podcast 32 thoughts drops on Mondays and Fridays. And this one dropped this morning, and we talked about the Oilers at length. So if you were getting texts about anything I said today, it was from the podcast. And one of the things that you said was the Oilers have to make the playoffs or the result won't be good. Perhaps you can extrapolate on that for our listeners because I got five or six people texting me going, what does Elliot mean by this? I'm like, well, we have Elliot on the show, so he can explain what he means by that. I mean, I've been saying it for about a, about a week at least. Um, look, I just don't think missing the playoffs is an option for the Oilers this, this year. Obviously, it could happen. Uh, nobody there wants it to happen. It could happen, but I just think the consequences are large. You know, they nobody nobody wanted this team, or nobody expected this team would potentially take a step back this season. And you know, I I just think that. If the Oilers miss the playoffs this year, and there's obviously still time to figure this out, and you guys got games in hand, and I think the other thing that's very helpful to you is, you know, the Pacific Division I still think is kind of wide open after Vegas. I don't think the the Central is that way. I, I think, you know, Winnipeg is going to have to look at making it, and Dallas they're going to have to look look at making it through the wild card as opposed to through the division. But you know, the Pacific is open, but. You know, uh, I just think if Edmonton misses the playoffs this year, it's going to lead to a lot of hard questions and a lot of hard decisions about where to go from here. Especially when you guys were 16 and five. Even though I agree with Ken Holland's point that you know you guys weren't as good as 16 and five, nobody thought you'd be in a position then to miss because you think you bank your points. And just if Edmonton doesn't get there, I, I think there's going to be consequences. I think it's you're going to have to make some hard decisions, and it's not going to be easy. And I, I don't think that's big newsflash or surprise to anybody. All right. Would, uh, I mean, and, and people are obviously texting, what about Connor McDavid? Look, like, uh, you know, I don't think, yeah. Look, I, I just think it's dumb to put words in his mouth. Um, I mean, we'd see how everybody felt after the season. Right. Like, you know, like, you know, look, like, I mean, look, everybody sees the guy. He, he wants to win hockey games. That's what he cares about. And uh, I, I think when, when, whenever Edmonton loses or whenever Edmonton struggles or if he has to miss a game like he misses the game in Toronto because of COVID and they lose, like, he gets frustrated by it. The guy wants to win games. That's... That's what he wants to do. and But, look, I'm not putting any words in his mouth. Right. I'm not jumping to any conclusions. I'm just saying that, look, it, it, like, like I don't understand why this is a big news flash. If the Oilers... If the Oilers miss the playoffs this year, it's 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 a really it's a bad thing for the franchise, and everybody knows that. Well, uh, you have a contract, or a head coach with an expiring contract, so coming yeah. off of two years where he basically had the team in second in the division both years. Uh, and Elliot, I'm going to tell you right now, I expect Edmonton to finish the year second or third in the Pacific Division. You mentioned Vegas. The Oilers are two and zero in Vegas this year against the Golden Knights. I actually don't think Vegas is as as much as I respect uh, George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon, uh, mm-hmm. I got to say, to me, they're not as good. 
because they're not as good in goal. But people would sit there and say, well, stop. You know, they've got Robin Leonard. Who does Edmonton have right now? And that has been part of the storyline for the Edmonton Oilers. We talked about this last Friday, Elliot. Um, And obviously, you can't take the risk at this stage right now for, you know, stepping up and and, and trading for Carey Price during. At least I don't think you can. Trading Carey Price. That is is crazy. Like, look, Bob, like, first of all, Vegas, I'm talking about the math here, okay? okay? Vegas has 48 points in 39 games. Edmonton has 34 games, 38 points. They'd have to go 5-0 and to tie Vegas, yep. okay? And so all I'm saying is that the math looks good for Vegas. Sure. The yep. math doesn't look as great for Anaheim or potentially L.A., but, you know, those are the teams you're looking at that you're going to have to catch. That's right. all I'm saying. Fair you enough. know, as for Price... Look, do I think it's possible that, that Price and the, and the Canadians sit down after the season and Bingo. and say and say, look, look, let's let's go in another direction here? Yeah, I, I think it's possible, but he's got to play. You know, you're not. You know, he. You know, obviously, you know, Price. He's he's gone through a lot. Uh, the most important thing is he gets his mental health in, in a place where he and his family are happy and feel good. And then he's got to get on the ice and he's got to play games. You know, we've all kind of forgotten that, you know, it, it, he was great last year, but his body, like a lot of goaltenders his age, was really beaten up. So he needed to get healthy. So I think the key is here, does he get in, Does he get healthy? Does he start practicing? Does he get into some games? And does everybody feel comfortable about where he is physically come next season and or after this season and and you know and, until we see him play in some games I, I just don't know how um you know anyone's gonna mortgage you know what's gonna have what it's gonna cost to get him and you know the contract and just until they see him play you know i think it's interesting you guys have skinner it looks like he's gonna play tomorrow against ottawa right and you you guys have you now staylock and you know he's gonna take a little bit of time to to play and, and get ready but, you know, the fact is to me is that, um, you know, I, I think it's time for you guys to make the bet on Skinner. I do. And uh, I know Merrick thinks that, and we talked about it on the podcast today too, those people heard it, he thinks you guys should go all in because you got to win now. I I don't know if I agree with that. I, I I just think you have to be in a better position to make a short-term move. Me too. Long-term move is fine, but I just think a short-term move right now is crazy. You know, when I asked uh, Ken Holland, you know, it was top eight, but it was also for a player with a contract carrying forward, meaning a guy that still had term left. And mm-hmm. I mean, we have some people here, We, we you know... I don't want to put words in a guy's mouth, but there's sort of an indication, well, you know, you got to trade uh, for a rental just to, to prop your team up in the, in the short term. I'm not sure you can necessarily do that when you're sitting 16th, 17th, 18th in the league. Different conversation, obviously, if you get back in, you know, top eight or a clear number two in the in the uh, division. Just circling back to Montreal, George LaRock was on yesterday. Um, I'm, I, are you going to be interested to see how it all unfolds there with Jeff Gordon? Because the Canadians, uh, tough spot. You know, they've no Shea Weber, no Carey Price, bunch of other injuries, COVID run through the team. Uh, might not be the happiest place right now, given and, and George indicated that. You know, like it's he was out here in Alberta and it was a, a, it's a little bit more open. Alberta has restrictions, but is not completely shut down. Obviously, Bob, I, I think that's a problem in Canada. I do. Um, okay. You know, 
I, I, I do. I, I think the Canadian teams are all worried about it. I think they're worried about it for the trade deadline. Um, look, like we don't know how long this is going to go. It's a stupid thing to even guess. But you know, like I said, like I wrote this week, I think there's at least one U.S.-based rental that's made it very clear that he doesn't want to go to Canada right now. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I last summer the Canadian teams were telling me it was it was hard to sign players after last season, um, you know, just because of how different it is. Uh, like, you know, you go across the border between Canada and the U S you might as well be in two different worlds in the way they're dealing with it. Do I think it's a factor? Yes. I, I think it's a factor. Absolutely. Um, you know, we'll see what the summer's like in terms of free agency, but I know right now at the deadline, there are teams worried that there will be players who for family reasons, uh, won't want to go to Canada. Yes, I think it's potentially an issue. Do you think there's existing players on Canadian teams with families that are getting exasperated by the situation in certain provinces? Well, especially I think yes, and especially I think if it's because uh, if it, like if their family lives in the states or if um, they have relatives in the states or their family just knows that they could go somewhere where they could have much uh, more open movement. And, look, I'm not interested in getting into a, a crazy social media debate over this. Right. Um, you know, it's just it's the way it is. You, like, the, the United States and Canada, the way they're attacking this, like I said, it's two different worlds. And, you know, and... And, and it is a factor. I, I, I do think absolutely it's a factor, yes. Well, Elliot, it's even different in between different states. Like, you go to Arizona, it's wide open. Uh, Texas, fairly open. Uh, yep. Vegas, open after 10 o'clock at night because nobody wears a mask after then. Uh, you know, you go to, like, when we were in New York City for the five days, for the most part, people were wearing, well, they were definitely wearing masks inside. And I'd say 50-50, you know, outside in the in the closer confines of outside on the streets. So I think the toughest place in the states is uh, is Northern California, at least where the NHL is concerned. Right, San Jose. I, I remember when they were cutting it to the five days. Yeah. Uh, in terms of, like, I was going to mention that obviously Canada will be different. People said to me, "Don't forget to include San Jose." Because Northern California is one of the toughest places. So, I mean, look, like it's um, it's a challenge. There's, there's no question about it. Um, I, I definitely think that uh, it's it's caused some issues. I know teams are a little bit concerned about um, you know ability to recruit players, but you know who knows where we'll be in six weeks. You know, one thing we've learned right now is uh, is um, what's true now might not be true in 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Speaking of which, you got any update on Vander Kane? Uh, I just think the investigation's going on. I reached out. Uh, I mentioned this on our podcast today, Bob. I, I got in a tip that uh, Border Services was investigating his case, too, yep. not only the NHL. They would not confirm or deny that to me. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I wasn't surprised. They, they said they're bound by the Privacy Act and, and can't uh, comment on specific cases. But, you know, I, I think a lot of people uh, following this had a question about, you know, did he get over the border correctly or not or legally or not? Um, we know the NHL is investigating that, and I'm pretty sure without confirmation that Border Services is investigating that too. Did he get into the country legally? And we'll see where this goes. I, I know there's a desire to wrap this up quickly, 
and get it done so that we can figure out, you know, what the situation is here. But I, I don't believe anybody will be signing him until we have an answer. Yeah, and obviously you and me have privately talked about the fact, like, the orders, even, even if he wasn't going through this, Edmonton, given their COVID situation and their cap implications, wouldn't have been able to move until at least Sunday at the earliest for anything because they were likely going to have to move out a couple bodies to possibly put a player on waivers, theoretically, if the Oilers theoretically ended up uh, getting Kane. Uh, we heard maybe Tampa was out. We heard Florida was in. Were there a couple other teams that sort of kicked tires as the process uh, took place, or did that all get kind of uh, put on hold here as the NHL's going through their own process? At the end, when, when, when it kind of ground to a halt because uh, we found out on, I can't remember if it was Wednesday or Thursday that the email came out, uh, the report came out, I think it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday, actually. I think there were four teams. I think there was you. I think there was Florida. I think there was Carolina. And I think there might have been somebody else. Okay. Those were the those were the four. Uh, th- those were the three, I believe, where there were serious. And I was led to believe there was maybe one more. But I hadn't nailed it down yet. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, so... Is it slowly picking up trade-wise, do you think? It's getting there. Um, you know, I, I, teams are having their meetings right now. They're, they're scouting meetings, amateur and pro. And so I think it's starting to pick up a little bit. I mean, I, I think Arizona's got a lot around them. Kraus, Chikrin, uh, Kessel, all their, all their people. Um, I, I think some of the other teams, like the, like the West is a dogfight this year. Uh, Bob, but the East is very weird. You know, like I, I think basically, I know there's some Islander fans who, because of all their games in hand, are holding out hope that um, you know they could still make the playoffs. But you know, even if they won all of the games, that even if they went unbeaten in all the games they have to make up over, say, like Boston, I, I think they're still like six points out. So there, there's, a, there's a huge separation in the East. And, you know, I, I think that you're going to hear, I think some of those teams like, you know, New Jersey, um, I think we're going to start to hear, okay, you know, they're going to have to start making some plans on, all right, what are they going to do? And some of those teams that are out, uh, I think you're going to start hearing some news about, or at least some rumors about what some of those teams that are out are thinking over the next little while. Well, I mean, there's some, I mean, I'm just, it's pretty clear who the top four are uh, in the Atlantic. I mean, Tampa, Florida, Toronto, and Boston, clear separation there. And I know Detroit's at 37 points, but Boston's but, got but they, but they have games in hand, right? Yes, on, on Detroit. Boston has a lot of games in hand. Right. They, they, I think they have like four. Like if you look at it, Bob, it's going to take it's going to take something very strange to happen for one of those top eight teams. And you mentioned the four there, Tampa, Florida, Toronto, and Boston. And in the other division, the, the Metro, it's, it's Carolina, Washington, Pittsburgh, and uh, the Rangers. It's going to take something very strange for one of those teams to miss the playoffs. Like it's going to take, an, with the loser point, it's going to take an incredible run by somebody else and a big drop by one of those teams in. Who's the best team in the Atlantic? Oh boy! Well, in, until proven otherwise, I'd probably say Tampa. Yeah. I think Florida's really good, though. I, I I do. I think I think Florida's really good, but you know, Tampa's earned the respect, right? Toronto's record over the last. I, I know they lost Arizona. It happens once in a while. Yeah, it's a bad loss, but it happens. Right, like their record since November first has been as good as anybody. 
Um, you know what? They're they're a good team. It's just that you know their history. Their <laughs> the fans there are, are bitten by history. And you know, look at the path. If you don't finish first there, you're you know you're getting likely. You know, look at that for that two-three matchup. What it's going to be? I mean, it's not like the one-four, the one versus say it's Pittsburgh or Boston is going to be any easier. But that two-three matchup, two right now of Toronto, Tampa, and Florida. You know, a really good team is going out early. Yeah, absolutely. Elliot, great stuff. Love having you on the show. Uh, people will be watching it tomorrow night when Hockey Night in Canada's got a doubleheader. Yes, the Oilers on the back end against uh, Ottawa. It's nice to have Oiler hockey back. We have Pierre Dorian coming up next. So, good guy. they got a lot of good, young, talented players. All right. Ask him some tough questions, Bob. That doesn't happen on this show. All right, speak to you later, Bob. Bye. See you later. For Mid-City Construction, that's Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers. And speaking of Mid-City Construction, they provide you with the highest quality and most cost-effective solutions in the safest way possible. Visit mid-city.ca. Japanese Village, open to serve you at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations featuring Alberta's own Brent Lake Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. Don and his staff will take care of you. We'll come back, get to some text on the Ashley Five Floors text line. Uh, when we return on Oilers Now, it's 126 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 127 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. Stuart Skinner getting the call tomorrow night in between the pipes against the Ottawa Senators. Senators General Manager Pierre Dorian coming up at 135 today. You already know that cars cost less in Wetaskiwin, but did you know that Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin, 10-time President's Award winners for customer satisfaction. What does this mean? It means treating people fairly, fully transparent negotiations, making sure advertised prices include all accessories, fees, and taxes. They'll take care of you. If these attributes are important for you, phone our friends Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. Again, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. And uh, lots coming in. Jimbo says, Bob, you're absolutely right. No tough questions on your show. Lots of ass-kissing, though. Ha, ha, ha. That one comes to us from Jimbo. I didn't know that I had an uncle named Jimbo that's currently uh, living in Rocky Mountain House. Uh, DC Oilers says, uh, Bob, uh, why not go get Kessel and Giordano and ride Skinner for the rest of the year and get another goalie with Skinner this summer? See what happens. McDavid needs a shooter, says DC Oilers. Well, uh, Kessel's at like 6.8, and I think Gio's at 6.5. I don't know where you're going to get the cap space to uh, make those moves. <laughs> I'm not reading that one. Bob, how's Holloway coming along from Mike and Cochran? Well, he's currently in COVID protocol. Um, uh, very shortly, he's going to end up getting sent to Bakersfield to get some on ice time in. This text comes in saying, Bob, I think if you look at the original projections for the Oilers when Tip and Holland started, they should get through two rounds of the playoffs this year. If they do anything close to that, everybody should be happy. Uh, then they'd have a perennial contender by next year. Well, I'm, I'm hey, if the Oilers can get in around three of the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, that would be that would be uh, good. 
That's Uncle Jimbo to you, Bob, in Rocky Mountain House. One thirty in Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell back with Senators General Manager Pierre Dorian. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.